there are folks at work, uh, friends of mine, work acquaintances anyway, who are uh, <clears throat> deeply involved in and enamored with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they were talking today about things in the MCU um, at great length. And it was funny because I mentioned to some coworkers of mine who were, so the, these folks were in a different part of the studio where I work. Uh, they were away from me, but I could hear their voices um, because they were really excited about, I, I don't know, Thanos' childhood or something. I don't know what it was. And I was commenting how I, I really like the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. I think uh, Iron Man's cool and Tony Stark's a complex character. <laughs> and uh, I think Thor's great, great comedic timing, all that stuff. <clears throat> but for heaven's sake, at some point it's like changed the record. And then a coworker of mine said, so what do you kind of geek out on? Like, do you have anything that you sort of do that for? And it's funny because I felt like a complete, it's funny, I felt very conspicuous with the first thing that came to mind. The first thing that came to mind for me was theology. And I thought, oh my God, no pun intended. And then I thought more specifically, and I said this, I geek out on the idea of common grace. Uh, this notion, and I suppose different people would define common grace differently. When I say those words, common grace, I'm thinking about the good work that God is doing throughout the world and in the lives of men and women and people all around this globe that wouldn't, that doesn't appear to be being done by what folks would call Christians. In other words, it is just the good work of God in this earth. And I'm particularly fascinated by the idea um, that people who live outside of the lines, so to speak, oftentimes behave much more like Jesus than people who live inside the lines. I'm just amazed by it. Uh, Queer Eye is a good example, the TV show on Netflix. I believe um, those five men, is it five? Bobby, Carabo, Anthony, yeah. Those five men are doing the work of the gospel. That's my opinion. I believe they are. I believe that because they look people in the eye and they speak to the dignity and worth of people around our great nation, or at least across a few states, and I think in Australia too, and maybe Japan, if the Instagram is to be believed. I don't know. Anyway, they say things to people that I believe God says to people. You have worth. You have value. You matter. And then, of course, as part of the show, because those things are true, you should tuck your shirt in, or at least tuck your shirt in, in front anyway, Tan. Um, you should eat well, comb your hair, all that stuff, sure. But it's just interesting to me. That's, that's the good news of the gospel, right? That someone would look at us and say, you have value. So as we approach the end of another day, uh, if I may be so bold, can I say that to you? You have value. My name is Steven, and this is Get Tucked, a DTTM, Don't Trust This Man, podcast. So I work in, I guess I work in marketing, ultimately. 
uh, and I was uh, traveling today with some friends, coworkers again, uh, different coworkers, not the MCU ones, to a sales meeting, basically talking about ourselves uh, to other people. And the folks in the car with me were um, believers, if you will, Christ followers. And one of them talked about idolatry and <clears throat> the things he was struggling to avoid worshiping. And it, it, it made me think about the fact that ultimately I think we're all looking for something to hold on to. We're all sort of clamoring about in the dark, trying to find something to give us some sense of stability. And oftentimes, whatever it is we find that gives us that sense, be it real or manufactured or fleeting or whatever, we'll hold on to it. And we begin to worship it and nurture it. Well, it's fine. I, I don't mean it's fine like do it. I mean it's fine like that's just what we do. It's a thing we have to deal with, right? We all have our golden calves, as it were. That's a Bible story reference. Check that out if you want. It's in the Old Testament. But I was thinking more than that. I was thinking about how it's interesting to me that even that being true, God seems content sometimes to hide from us. And I was thinking about how difficult it is to, at least at some points in my life, it has been difficult to continue to believe that he is the truly the only unmoving, immutable, eternally reliable source of stability and strength when sometimes it feels like he's gone. And so um, what I want to say to you is <clears throat> I don't want to tell you to stop worshiping at the feet of idols, although I, I suspect you probably should if you are. Um, but I also suspect you probably know that if you are. What I would say to you is I'm sorry if it feels like God is hiding. I feel that too, um, often. I was telling someone the other day, it, I, I, I'm no longer, I, I'm not mad at the things God is saying to me, quote unquote. I'm numb because I feel like he has stopped speaking to me. And it feels like he has gone away a bit. And so if you're there, um, gosh, wherever you are, in your car, in your home, at work, <clears throat> uh, on an elliptical, late in the evening, perhaps. Then it would be called get jacked, not get tucked. But anyway, wherever you are, if God feels hidden, I'm sorry. I know it hurts. And I would say to you that I believe that he is not actually hidden away. He is there. Even though that is oftentimes small consolation because it doesn't feel like he is. This is now the second episode of this podcast, and I believe for the second of two episodes, I'm going to reference Wilson Phillips. Just hold on for one more day. Or maybe just tell God that it really pisses you off when he goes away, even though you probably don't really think he's gone away. It still hurts that it feels like that. I don't know, it's just interesting, isn't it? In some ways, it made me think God sort of trusts us to figure it out or trusts us to trust him enough to sort of um, close the curtains every once in a while in our lives. It's difficult. I don't mean to be flippant at all. Anyway, Psalm 53. Fools say in their hearts, there is no God. They are corrupt. They commit abominable acts. There is no one who does good. God looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise who seek after God. They have all fallen away. They are all alike perverse. There is no one who does good. No, not one. 
Have they no knowledge, those evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they shall be in great terror, and terror such as has not been. For God will scatter the bones of the ungodly. They will be put to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that deliverance for Israel would come from Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. My prayer for you tonight or today is certainly that God would seem close to you, but maybe more appropriately that when in those moments when God seems to be hidden, you would have strength to believe that he is there. And may you tonight have peaceful rest and sweet dreams.